What's up? Thank you so much for joining me on another week of Best Week Ever. Today we have our guest, Dara, from Led Do You Remember This podcast. I love this podcast so much because it goes back into the era that I love and talk about the most, the 2000s, the most toxic era of them all. Is it really though? We don't know. Anyways, I am super excited to have our guest and also if you listen to the intro of this whole entire theme, (laughs) I always start off with the song of the guest's favorite song from the 2000s and hint hint, it is Hayden Pattonier. I know um, when she sent me the song, I didn't know who, not didn't know, I didn't know she came up with a song. And I cannot wait to talk about the young Sebastian Stan in this music video. Please watch it before you get into this whole conversation. It's amazing. And the makeup for it is so in the now right now. Crazy how history loves to repeat itself. Political and in pop culture. Am I right, guys? Um, But yeah, before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to go back and um, do a little corrections corner of last week's episode. I know not a lot of you follow me on Instagram, but go ahead, take a break right now, go on Instagram and follow Best Week Ever Podcast. That is our handle. It's super easy. We're super easy to find. Um, I love to post in our stories about... um, basically the next day of all the mistakes I've done in the episode. And number one, it was Ezra Miller. Um, I kept calling them him. And um, I really started picking up on that whole meme that Molly said about like, just think of it as your friend, they, them, they went to the store. I'm going to meet them here. Um, So yeah, I need to do better in my language, not that I don't already have trouble speaking the English language. Um, if <laughs> Y'all, I went to speech impediment classes when I was young. Um, I guess I had like a lisp or something. I couldn't say chair or chili, like chili. Um, I still have a problem <laughs> saying words like that. And not only that, but I am bilingual and I grew up speaking Spanish first and then English. So um, a lot of the things that I say come out super wrong or backwards or um, yeah. But (laughs) that is just me, guys. And that is what you're going to have to deal with. And if you don't like it, gladly leave um, quietly too (laughs) without leaving a review. But Um, Yeah, this is what you basically deal with. I try to do a little disclaimer in each beginning of the episode where I say that everything is all alleged. And yeah, everything that we talk about on Best Week Ever is basically mainstream and you can find it on Google or any kind of platform. Otherwise, I will link or speak about certain podcast shows, books, or whatever that goes more deep in behind the scenes, kind of like Beyond the Blinds, which by the way, guys, they are my guests, um, I think in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that too. It's going to be super excited. But yeah, um, I say a lot of things wrong. Please bear with me. I am learning. We can both learn together. The difference, not the difference, um, I like to take accountability and I like, there's a saying that I always say, I'm happy to be wrong. (laughs) I'm happy to be corrected too, because that's the only way that we learn and grow, correct? Um, But yeah, um, in a friendly, polite way, there's, I don't like it when I'm being corrected, like I'm being belittled or something like that, like stay away from me. (laughs) Other than that, 
Um, yeah, I had a great time with Malls. I hope you guys had a great time too. I'm super excited to have her back on the show. So in the meantime, till then, please enjoy our episode with Dara. Wake up cause you're too comfortable. You think because you bag me, you don't have to work at all. much i have with me dara from lay do you remember this dara how are you today uh, i am so much better that i i get to do this right now i'm very excited i have a lot to say i'm super excited for you to speak on everything because i love <laughs> your podcast i literally tell everyone to listen to it like if they are super into the bling ring i mention your episode if they love the hills um, anything 2000s, like you really cover it all. And I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. I mean, this is quite a way to start the weekend. I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, so before I start, please let my listeners know um, a little bit about yourself. Like um, what made you turn into pop culture and why, what, what makes you love it so much that you started your podcast? Well, I mean, for my podcast specifically, like you said, it's it's early 2000s focused. Um, so for my podcast, it was really, um, I was just so obsessed with the early 2000s. I mean, I, I didn't call it the early 2000s um, mm. because I was living it. It was just um, pop culture right. <laughs> um, when I was growing up. Um, but high school, uh, middle school, but especially high school, um, I would just like every morning I'd fire up Perez Hilton and I would just be checking it all day throughout the day at the intervals where he would post. And yeah, it was just like, I I feel like I look back on it and it was like a version of soap operas um, playing out online. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it was almost like an interactive, immersive um, soap opera because, you know, you could kind of like jump from website to blog to blog to tabloid um, to message board and kind of collect all these little details of of things that were happening, you know, between Lindsay and Paris, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it was just like a very interesting time. And then years later um i was just like oh, i feel like i i, I want to scratch that itch again like dip into that nostalgia i feel like there must be other people who want to do that as well and this was back in 2017 when i started the podcast we had not had our um early 2000s renaissance yet yeah so uh so it you know um people people were hungry for it they wanted a little early aughts nostalgia um but yeah, it was just a very interesting time to be alive. Yeah, exactly. Especially for um, you and I being a girl, like there's so much internal misogyny oh that my was God. going on in my day that I look back and I have full on cringe sometimes. Yeah, it was so odd. And I mean, I guess it, it still, it really does still play out today in different forms. I, I think, you know, it's generally not as overt as it was in the early 2000s but you still see a lot of it um still happening today but yeah i mean i i've gotten into buying old tabloids from like ebay and stuff i love that and you go through them and it's really interesting to go through them because they're like yes of course we remember like the feud of lindsay and paris how could you forget but there are so many little things that you're gonna forget about unless you're really like flipping through a tabloid from that time period so it's fun but it's also wild to be like oh wow um this picture is just like pointing at someone's cellulite and being like wow misha barton is a fat cow 
uh, like and you're like whoa this is this was just totally normal i do remember that and like uh yeah the focus on her was everywhere i remember being like i don't understand what's the big deal with her and i understood like oc the oc was huge but yeah it was just horrible how women were perceived in the tabloids in that time like hardcore hardcore it you know listen did it create a generation of of millennial women who um, are just like obsessed with food <laughs> and body image? Yes. And to the Gen Zers out there, I I'm happy for you that you did not grow up with low rise jeans. Uh, do not do not romanticize that period, the early 2000s too much. Yeah. <laughs> So we are going to start off with our worst week honorable mentions. Um, if you'd like to go first, I had a couple. Okay. Um, I guess so. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as my first honorable mention because I just passively saw this and yeah. I was like, you know what? Um, I I don't have it within my spirit to really look too hard into this, but it is weird and interesting. Um, is Army Hammer? in the Cayman Islands apparently is now, um, I don't know, like a concierge travel guide. <laughs> yes. And I thought that was a whole um, spoof for like, you know, a hoax. And then I saw a photo there, a photo of yes. him actually dressed like he's working for the hotel. Exactly. And I went through the exact same. I mean, we must have the, the same Twitter feed or something yeah. because I first saw the flyer and then I saw and I was like, there is no way this is real. And then I saw the picture. But it does make me kind of ask myself, is it worst week ever or is it best week ever? Like it feels like a sort of um, rich brat um, eat, pray, love sort of thing. Like. <laughs> I'm going to like get back to the basics and like show people around my hometown, the Cayman Islands. So I guess it's a split. Is it is it the best week or the worst week? I'm not quite sure. It's great advertisement for the hotel, for sure. I just can't imagine. I mean, it speaks to like some sort of screw loose that um, exists with incredibly rich, incredibly attractive white men is on what planet if this really happened, and again, I did not look into it, on what planet would this not come out and then he would just like immediately have to stop doing it because like people would just be planning vacations to have Army Hammer take them around. That and is, is he like, like out of work that he has to do the whole hotel concierge. I mean, like, I understand. I think his family owns it because I know he is, like, born in, not. I don't know if he's born and raised in the Virgin Islands. I have to look that up. But, yeah, I know he lost a lot of work because of the ta um, tabloids of him and his cannibalism. I have my, it's. I don't think he has to do it because, um, I, there, there's some, or I forget which publication put it out, but there's some really in-depth article all about him and his family. And he is this sort of wealth that like, no, no one in that family has to work like <laughs> for the rest of their life. I think he was in rehab for six months. It, it was something like he was in there for six months. And I think this is a real, like, you need to humble yourself um, and like understand what real life is like again. And this is just like, it has nothing to do with money. It, it's just some like very expensive psychiatrist told him that he has, he should do this. That's such a good take. That is definitely the route that he's going right now. And God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so for my, um, worst week honorable mention, um, I have to give it to Ricky Martin. There was some tabloid in Puerto Rico. That's where he lives right now. Um, he has a restraining order allegation. Apparently he was dating someone for about seven months and they broke it off two months ago. And within these two months, apparently, allegedly, Ricky Martin has been following him and tracking him. Um, so the police hasn't really gone out 
because there isn't really a warrant out yet. It's just been issued in court. Uh, Ricky Martin came out saying that um, all of this is false and fabricated, of course. But yeah, this is like a light of Ricky Martin I've never seen. So worst week for uh, an honorable mention for him, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like to, I don't like to hear that. I don't want it, you know, ugh. oh, Mr. Martin. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to root for you, my exactly. man, but it's tough to hear. I do have one more awesome. honorable mention is um doja cat yes. <laughs> which um again another thing that i did not super look into but had i done so it she might have inched to the top of my list but she um got mad at one of the 17 year old boys on stranger things one of the cast members because she <laughs> slipped into his dms and asked him to set her up with one of his co-stars who and now doja cat is like 27 this kid's 17 she asked him about an age-appropriate co-star and then this boy puts the dms out and she was very upset with him and like kind of going off on like that that's like you know bad like, bad form <laughs> and to to that i say madam Stay away from 17-year-old children. Like, what What do we expect? Like, they are not your friends. Also, <laughs> they're not your friends. I, I just think, you know, I don't see why anyone over the age of, like, 19 would want to talk to anyone under the age of 18. It's just, like, stay away. It keep, Keep the, the the potatoes and the peas away from each other. Like, <laughs> hang out with other adults. Um, and I just find it very odd that this is the second Stranger Things child who has been talking to a musician that is just way too old. Like, I don't get away from like the parasocial relationship these older people have with these Stranger Things children is very, very strange, you know? Yeah, it's super strange. To, and I think they've to borrow from outspoken. Yeah. I feel like they've been very outspoken about how strange it is. All I mean Millie Bobby Brown for sure has said I'm um, paraphrasing here has said that like adult men have like people older than her have been kind of creeping around her w once she turned a certain age in her teens and it's just like a creepy feeling it's like ugh, I can't believe this is going on and like yes opened like this as well it's just like oh, these people are not your friends <laughs> these people are not your friends and I mean I guess famous people are like it's just its own brand of mental illness where I don't know maybe in in her head she thinks that she kind of like is a 17 year old like maybe she stopped mature years but it's just like yeah you're not yeah and also here's another thing this was brought up to me this was brought to my attention by my partner and he was like what he his big sticking point was apparently the guy that she wanted to um you know get set up with was a guy who's like not in maybe a single scene with this young actor so it's just like she doesn't even know you know like how production works like this kid has probably met this guy like once at a premiere like they've never had a scene together like why isn't she just slipping into the dms of the actor yeah she can do that i mean she's so online that she can do that and she's doja cat like come on you can slip into any like is this guy just like not very on instagram and she was like well i guess um he wouldn't answer me he he uh he hasn't read this dm i'm gonna go start sifting through the 17 year olds like i'm sorry get a life so another honorable mention, I quickly want to say, uh, rest in peace to James Can. He played Sonny in Francis Coppola's The Godfather. He won an Academy Award for it. I first remember him with Kathy Bates in Misery because they used to be played on like TBS, like, you know, cable all the time. 
Um, of course, Gen Z probably knows him as Elf's dad on Elf with Will Ferrell. But I also, mm -hmm. um, I had my one of my guilty pleasure shows um, when I used to serve tables all night um, till like 3 a.m. and I would like go home, party, and then literally wake up at one and do it all over again. I used to love watching Las Vegas. He played Big Ed. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, I was about to say that. Ah. Yeah, where he was the owner of the Montecito Casino and he, um, he was in it for five seasons. I think it went on for seven. He pulled off and then uh, I think Tom Selleck took over the last two seasons but that show i'm i'm re-watching it actually because in honor of james can um yeah that it, it you want to talk about pop culture like that has everything in a time capsule in the 2000s for sure um yeah he i watched so much of las vegas like i was really into that show and you know i'll tell you this gun to my head the only part of that show I can really remember is an episode where like Josh Dumel um because he was a he was a regular on it I think Fergie just like plays herself in an episode <laughs> that's like the only thing that stuck in my brain from that show and I probably watched every single episode it's yeah it's there's so many um guest stars appearing just like you know they're for the casino and having a good time um it's such a great show and i'm so glad that you're with me too saying everyone please check out las vegas i don't know where it's streaming but we gotta like pay homage to it i mean it it was it, it went for many seasons i'm sure it's 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 on some streaming platform it simply must Oh yeah, it's like a. Oh, you know who else? Sorry to to go on one. I'm just gonna go on one small tangent. Oh, go for it. About Las Vegas. So you know the actress Nikki Cox, who yeah. is on that, who was on that program, mm -hmm. um, redhead, a beautiful, just a, a buxom, a buxom woman of the time. Um, did you ever watch her show before Las Vegas, which was? Um, I think it was called like Greg the Bunny or something. Yes, and it was um, the same thing as um, Love and Marriage. Um, the Love and Marriage. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was like yes. a parody. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! It's truly that show. I remember watching it as a very small child. Right. And <laughs> not allowed to watch. And it anymore. was there. I was not allowed to watch. It was. It was definitely like ooh, a really like salty show and I was I was truly obsessed with it I just wanted to make sure that wasn't a fever dream that I had that show because it's just like her acting with like a puppet yeah and um she was supposed to be the Christina Applegate of the cast um she was the daughter and she was a total babe and she played it with her brother was the guy from Entourage he's the small redhead dude as well um, yes yeah. Oh, oh my God. Super dream girl. I watched that too. And I remember confusing, um, what's his face for a modern family, confusing them all the time. The show, I would mix it together. I'd be like, yeah, I've seen that show. And the, when does the bunny come out? Cause I was such a young kid watching this. And, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Wait, it was not called Greg the bunny. It was called unhappily ever after. And then there was just a random Greg the bunny was a different show. But this was Unhappily Ever After, and it just had a random puppet in it. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, a wow. pervert. <laughs> and he was a pervert. Oh, and it was, like, uh, and the, what was the theme song? It was Hit the Road, Jack. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know who's having the best week ever? Nikki Cox. Yes, she is. She's married to some, like, bajillionaire. <laughs> She's married to, actually, not quite, but... A successful actor um i i just have her her wikipedia pulled up here she is married to oh no she was married to jay moore the actor comedian but they divorced in 2018 i hope she's married to someone better than that now yeah for, yeah she deserves a world <laughs> so for runner up of worst week um my 
runner up was Macy is Macy Gray. She said she was misunderstood. Um, but tell me if you think if this quote is misunderstood. And I, I will say this and everybody's going to hate me. But as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. You feel that? I know that for a fact. Mm. Like, if you want me to call you a her, I will. Because that's what you want. But that doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her. And just because you got a surgery. Because people do feel, feel that you, there's biological sex and then there's gender identity. That you right. can identify as whatever you like you can call in terms of a gender, right? Yeah. That's totally. the freedom we live in. Absolutely. But actually, you can't change the mechanics of biological sex. They are what they are. Well, just every, like women go through just a, a completely unique experience. That, and, and, and surgery or, or, you know, finding yourself doesn't, doesn't change that. You know, being a, a little girl is, is a whole epic book, you know, and, and you, can't, you can't have that just because you want to be a woman. I mean, you know that you when, when people like J.K. Rowling have, have said this, mm -hmm. they get attacked, they get abused. Yeah. The cancel culture mob comes from me. She gets called. It, she gets called transphobic and so on. You might get the same for saying it. But it's the truth. I'm not. I, and I and 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 I don't think you should be called transphobic just because you don't agree with. You know. I, I just there's a lot of you know, judgment and throwing you know stones at people for for just saying what it is. You know what I mean? Does that? sound like she was being misunderstood because I'm still trying to find out the misunderstanding part. Now, just from the quote alone, it's like, uh, I, I, I think we understood you quite clear, m'lady. <laughs> but, but I will also add on top of that, that just the context of it, of her being on Piers Morgan, like at this point, where we are in 2022 if you are on that show you're already uh, on the wrong path and <laughs> like if you are talking to Piers Morgan and you're not there I mean I would actually say even just going on a show in if you're like well I'm really gonna tell him what's what because I think he's a bad guy no 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 Piers Morgan is the type of person where if you are on the right side of things, you you just, you make sure that that man feels as small and as insignificant as possible. So the fact that she would even have a conversation with him just makes me think, yeah, we, we she said what she wanted to say and she meant every word. And yeah, you're right. She went on that show, like, for what? There's no other... I, you're giving him ratings, number one, <laughs> because people exactly. are going to go back and look at this interview and listen to what you you said. Like you're basically giving him ratings, and yeah, she um, was in with Hoda. Um, she said, "I never meant to hurt anybody. I think it takes a lot of courage to be yourself. Anyone who is an LGBTQ plus community is a hero." I said some things that didn't go over well, but my intention was never to hurt anybody. I feel bad that it did hurt some people, and I think it's about education, conversation, and us getting to a place where we understand each other. Girl, you are having the best, worst week ever. Like, <laughs> you cannot come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is, it's also like, oh, I didn't mean any of that now that I'm in trouble. Like, that feels like a very crafted PR statement. You know, I just, it's so interesting to me that someone like her and then also Bette Midler, who I guess could uh, honestly like yeah. share yeah. the stage together this week, mm -hmm. is, um, or any turf um, out there, is the feeling of like, hey, uh, trans women don't understand what it's like to grow up a woman. And it's like, oh, they don't understand the struggles of being a woman. Yeah, they just had even worse struggles and, like... A different what journey. Are <laughs> a different journey that is, like, very, very, very difficult. Like, what? why are we comparing, like, apples and oranges? Like, what does it matter to you? Like, uh, it drives me insane, and it's just, like, again, get a life. Yeah. Get 
a life. Was well, that your um, runner-up, Bet Midler? Yeah, I'll give I'll give it to Bet. Yeah, nice. And who is your uh, worst week winner? Okay, so I chose this mostly because I've spent a lot of time thinking of it, and it also segues. Um, it's really like connected to um, my week's winner in a very roundabout way. Yes, but it is. <laughs> It is um, everyone but Garcelle on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week. Yes, girl. And Kyle's getting her due. <laughs> oh, I want Kyle to get her little nose rubbed into the ground. I want her in the splits. And then I want to take her little nose and just like drag it into the into the pavement. Well, she's definitely she getting dragged in Twitter, so... <laughs> She deserves every moment of it. You know, Kyle is a mean, mean, mean lady. And she tries to hide it. But I'm sorry, an adult woman who hides another adult woman's crutches. Shall we hearken back to like season two of Beverly Hills when she hides Brandy's crutches? That to me is just like, you are scum of the earth. I do remember that. Well, just throughout the years of how she publicly puts Kim in the limelight when she's having uh, battling issues internally, you know what I mean? And she she yes. does it all because she wants the fame. And she's a horrible friend. Um, I always, I do not like Kyle. Um, I don't think I've ever explained why I don't like her on here, but um, she's just a horrible friend and very self-centered and i'm just glad that we finally got a snippet of the mean girl that you were just saying in this week's episode um when she was saying to sutton like oh really when did you have your miscarriage that was long ago so it's not really pertaining to right now and i was like girl do you not know that she's trying to have a moment with diana yes granted she does not like her but as women she was trying to get in her level of comfortable comfortability, if I if that's the correct word, yeah, um, yeah, I I like I was like I was like finally it's it's being shown, and I'm glad the producers did not take that down. Oh, you know what I what just dawned on me is um, I feel like Kyle the way she treats Sutton is like a similar dynamic to her and Kim in the sense that of course like Sutton doesn't have like the substance abuse um issue like as many issues as Kim has but I feel like Sutton um is often like very confused and kind of like emotionally reactive and and, and um and very like low status most of the time and I feel like Kyle really preys upon that where it's like I'm your friend and I'm trying to help you but I'm also letting you know that you're a fucking idiot and like you know coming in and you know putting her little fingers around and tossing the salad and kind of like making things worse like I think it's very manipulative and kind of calculated on Kyle's part oh yeah a hundred percent great worst week um I hope she has more worse weeks to come. <laughs> and I will just say, Erica, Erica Jane was a nightmare to Garcelle's children, but I am more mad at Kyle, Mauricio, Dorit, and PK for um, thinking it was hilarious and being like, listen, Erica, like, cussed out a 14-year-old. I'm just glad she's letting her hair down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just hate the hypocrisy and the bias of it all. Because um, if Sutton were to do that to one of her daughters um, to, oh. to flip the script, it would be Lucy, Juicy, Apple, whatever, throughout the whole entire season being dragged. But because she loves Erica and like that's her friend and she thinks, yeah, she doesn't find it disrespectful at all. And I'm like, yeah, because you are completely biased and... <laughs> You're not a good person. 
And and it's also like she, you know, she pretends Kyle pretends like she has such scruples, but when it comes to Garcelle or Crystal or Denise um last season, it's like suddenly all that goes out the window and like they're too sensitive and like get over it. Like ugh, I it's just you can see the seams on Kyle and I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> So for my worst week, I feel like I should just tag like join the bandwagon with you uh, because I was going to give it to Elon Musk, but I feel like he's always had a worst week award for this show. Um, <laughs> just knowing that this man has 10 kids and to find out that out of those 10 kids, he has triplets, a set of triplets and two set of twins. Yeah, and two kids from Grimes, X and Y. Um, also, he walked out of the Twitter deal, so he is not buying Twitter. Um, he is in hot water right now because apparently he has he has kids with an executive of his that works for him. Um, but a, with the whole Twitter thing, he tweeted Thursday saying, doing my best to help the underpopulation crisis when it comes to why he has so many kids from and why he just wants to keep populating. I don't know, this man is horrible and yeah, I'm glad he's not taking over Twitter at least. <laughs> that That's something, you know, one small bright spot. Now Twitter will just like remain the, um, breeding ground of filth and hate that it is right now and it won't get worse yeah <laughs> a win <laughs> all right so best week honorable mentions i have to start off with drake who um appeared with the backstreet boys in toronto uh, Drake made an appearance on the Backstreet's DNA World Tour. Drake is from Toronto and had a special story about a girl and his first dance. And apparently his first dance was um, I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. So they did a little performance and I thought it was really cute. I didn't even know Backstreet Boys was touring. So that was great to find out. Oh, yeah. I did not. I, I guess they're real... They are a real nostalgia act. Like, I feel like they're always kind of touring. I thought Brian and Kevin, like their cousins, they had some like um, political beef towards each other. Really? I, I, this is all alleged. I feel like I read this either in blinds or like in tabloid where, uh, yeah, like during the 2020 pandemic, there was um, a whole lot of mask and anti-vaxxing going on with Brian and Kevin was very much um, pro-vax and putting on masks on. Wow. Now, do you, does that check out for you? Like, I, I mean... I guess in some ways I feel that everyone in the Backstreet Boys would be anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. <laughs> so it is surprising to me that any of them was um, were very outspoken in the um, in the pro pro-vax arena. So you know what I am, I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> and who was your honorable mention? Now, I'm going to be honest, I I really don't have any honorable mentions. I feel like this was like a really um, tough week as like every week is difficult and we are getting by by the skin of our teeth and um, I am just, you know, really uh, just trying to get by like everyone else. Um, but I will say Garcelle. <laughs> no, actually, okay. See, I my attention span is only within, like, the last, like, 24 hours of what I've heard about. So I will say I watched um, Real Housewives um, Ultimate Girls Trip. Sorry to bring it back to more Bravo. No, I um, love it because I, too, have... Um, got caught up this morning so I am so down for this conversation <laughs> oh perfect um so I really feel like uh 
it, it was kind of a toss up. But they had a really, there was a really intense fight over dinner between Taylor Armstrong and Brandy Glanville. Mm-hmm. And it was a real back and forth of who was going to win this fight. And it looked for a long time that Taylor was going to lose. She was, um, she was bringing up some pretty wild things, including um, that her season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like the first season before Brandy was on, was the only Real Housewives cast to win a Critics' Choice Award. <laughs> okay (laughs) and and everyone was like um what girl and it really looked like in that moment she had just completely lost the fight like everyone was rolling their eyes and then brandy who had been losing every argument since the beginning of the the season was finally winning she was keeping her cool and then she said something to taylor that Peacock had to bleep out. Not because it was too profane, but because it was too offensive. Which was something I believe to the effect of, um, Taylor was saying, I, like, I'm a very successful person. We're like the most successful housewives or something like that. And Brandy said something to the effect of, how could you be successful if your husband killed himself? Which Peacock believed the whole sentence out. So you had to, like, pick up context clues from the other women reacting to it in absolute shock and awe that she had just said this. Right. Um, And so in that moment, Taylor really came up from the ashes when she was really just like burying herself in an argument she like rose from the ashes and um you know swept my honorable mention but great show the women are absolutely feral yeah no it's amazing um well a good segue because i know you said about um how it's been really hard this week to find like a best week but claudia conway led in abortion rape in Englewood, New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl, born and raised. Uh, She helped organize a march called Public Cervix Announcement in response to SCOTUS Roe versus Wade. Um, You might have seen, I feel like I'll probably put the clip up of her talking about SCOTUS and how she is such an activist. And I just love seeing her out there. Like the more I see her, the more like, I don't know. We got a future with her and I feel like we got to hold on tight to Claudia for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know a lot of people say this, but I do mean it. I would love to just take that little gal under my wing. I mean, not that I have anything to offer her um, <laughs> <laughs> other than companionship and friendship and uh, I don't know, you know, I, I can take her around to some restaurants in Los Angeles. Uh but she she's she's a precious child and she must be protected. I cannot imagine the trauma that 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 young woman has been through, but I really hope she makes it out on the other side um as like a functional adult. But it seems like she's doing really well. Yeah, I mean, it, I keep circumstances considered. Yeah, I keep forgetting she is 17 years old. She's still a child. Yes, you're you're right. I keep I keep thinking that she's 18 and she's just like, you know, killing it. And I'm like, no, she's actually probably still has to finish up some high school. Yeah. I mean, she is 17. She, she can, you know what? She should start slipping into the DMs of the Stranger Things cast. (laughs) That would be completely appropriate. And I hope, I hope that for her. Yes. Oh, that's so true. So for a best week runner up, I don't, I think this was last week, but it kind of bled into this week as well. Usher, Tiny Desk, NPR, have you seen it? It is amazing. I, I haven't. I, I, you got to write this down because I highly recommend everyone looking this up. Have a drink, like have your friends over, watch it with a couple of friends that you, who knows every lyric to Usher. Me and my partner watched it together. We were just 
it was a long day and I was like, do you want to watch this with me? I've seen it like three times. It's so good. <laughs> and we had such a great time just singing, dancing. And with all this shit going on in the world, this really, um, I had to put it as a runner up because the content of this um, little video of NP, it was just a half hour. He did, um, I just want to take it nice and slow. He did that song. He did My Way. He really, like, I felt like he knew the world needed a little bit of Usher. And he was like, I'm just going to give the people what they want. And he definitely gave me what I wanted this week. Please watch NPR Tiny Desk with Usher. It is the best. You know what? Um, giving giving the people what they want is a really important thing <laughs> to keep in keep in mind um, as our democ democracy is, you know, like really um, on on really tenuous ground. Um, and yeah, the people in Washington should take a page from Usher. Give the people what they want. So good. Okay. <laughs> and for That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> so for our best week winner, uh, we both have. We both. Yes. Would you like to go first? <laughs> I'm honestly um, just absolutely vibrating over this one. Um, I could cry at any moment. Hayden Panettiere, congratulations. This is your best week ever. Of She's anyone back, ever. <laughs> She's back, and oh my god, I was, I mean, she did a People Magazine interview, and wow, I am just bowled over. I was watching, I was re-watching it. Um, plus another interview she did the other day that was posted. And I was truly crying. It, it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, she's a child actress. She tells in the People magazine um, basically how she started with her drug addiction, where in the red carpet, kind of like the TV show Nashville that she was on that we all love on. Um, you know, just to get rid of the nerves, like have this pill, you know? Um, yeah, she's gone through trauma therapy and inpatient treatment. She has a daughter, Kaya, who is seven. She is, her daughter is basically her muse for recovery. So, um, yeah, reading that story, it brought me to tears because I have a toddler and um, when she said that she didn't even want to hang out with her daughter, like I've, I went through postpartum and there was a time where I was like, I don't want to be a mom, um, but that's <laughs> another story. But like, I totally felt what she was saying. And yeah, like I'm, we, we didn't deserve this interview. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've Ugh. been asking around saying like, what is up with Hayden? What, why is she you know she a video came up of tmz of her with her boyfriend fighting in front of a restaurant and then she got signed to scream and we're all happy because she's um, going to be back on the screen so yeah i'm just i'm so looking forward to what's ahead of her because it's definitely in a good step yeah so wow i mean this 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 woman has been through so much and I will also say to hearken back to my worst week ever, which I said was somehow in a roundabout way connected to now we know Hayden, which is Diana Jenkins, who is on Real Housewives right now. There's a lot of, I mean, bad, bad, bad rumors about her, um, but she is connected to Hayden where basically people were saying that um, they like she had a kind of inappropriate relationship with her where she was maybe um, uh, we'll, we'll just say an inappropriate situation. Mm -hmm. But and you guys can um, can go on Google look up Diana Jenkins, um, Hayden Panettiere. I think you can th then also Google like, um, Google Jezebel. That. <laughs> yeah, there, there's actually a Jezebel article, I believe from like, 
I don't know, maybe like 2015 or something. Yes, that and kind you know of, who wrote it? Tracy uh, Mercy. She wrote it and she was flabbergasted that her little Jezebel, because it did appear on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when they talked about yes. the book and they did like a, um, but you know, like a flashback and it showed like the blind item or the article of Jezebel. And lo and behold, Tracy E. e. Morrissey's name was like that was her article so yeah I know exactly what you're talking about yes so everybody look up that article it is wild (laughs) but basically Hayden I mean she she apparently took Hayden under her wing to the point where um I had an inkling about this and I I googled it right before we started recording um how did Hayden meet her um now ex-partner, the father of her child, 14 years her senior, a Ukrainian boxer who is also um, like 14 inches her senior, like he is enormous and she's a very tiny person. Um, But they may, like you look at them side by side and you're like, how would these people ever come in contact with each other? It says, oh, they met in 2009 at a mutual friend's book launch. That book launch was Diana Jenkins' Room 23 book launch. Wow, you're blowing my mind right now. How far this goes And Oh, yeah. And Hayden at the time was 19. Vladimir was 33. Um, But I'm just very happy for Hayden that she is doing so well because... If the room, if the rumors ought to be true, um, some of the rumors that are not like things that she did not address, she has been through the ringer, and the fact that she was just like speaking so openly and plainly about it, it's like this is definitely a woman who has done the work, um, like made it out on the other side, has really humbled herself, which you know I would contrast to. Someone like Lindsay Lohan, which I am, I call myself a Lindsay Lohan. I love her. However, um, you know, you listen to Lindsay talk even today. She takes responsibility up to a point and then kind of like, oh, uh, washes over things a little bit. Like in her um, Vogue video where she like goes through the book with all of the um her like most iconic looks she says something about georgia rule and she's like yeah like they were really mad at me um but it was like a total misunderstanding like i wasn't really late all the time and it was just like a misunderstanding she really brushed that off when really like she was kind of rampant on that set (laughs) with um, exactly and she was like yeah with jane fonda yeah, and like, I mean, listen, she was in the throes of addiction at that point. Like, she would, whatever, it, she just was not taking responsibility. And when I saw that, I was like, oh man, Lindsay, like, oh, we're not quite there yet. Um, but Hayden, the way she talks so plainly, so openly, um, it, it really, I, I, I was tearing up and I think we all need to rally around her and make sure that she um, can win back her career from here on out. And I can't, I will be front row opening day to watch her and scream. I'm very excited. I'm really hoping um, that she, I know she's kind of young. She's like in her mid thirties, right? I'm, I'm 30, I'm 32. 35. Okay, that's that's a baby still to me. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping that because of this outbreak of her, like, you know, coming down um, to earth and um, humbling herself, I really hope there's a memoir around the corner because oh. her upbringing really is, um, I just, I always go back to that Rosie O'Donnell um, clip where she is on the Rosie O'Donnell show and she I think it was for Remember the Titans and she talks about how she loves Britney Spears and she sings Britney Spears and does like a whole performance and yeah I I 
I would love a memoir for her. I would be front row, like waiting for her to sign my book. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I, the other thing I loved about the interview that she did was she, like, it opens with her saying, um, I wouldn't wish um, being a child star on my worst enemy. Like, it's, it's just a truly horrible thing. And I, it's like, yes. Of course, of course, that is like a truly terrible thing to be involved in. And someone like, you know, some of the people out there who haven't like maybe fully reckoned with their backgrounds, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan <laughs> would still be someone who's like, the parent trap was the best time of my life. Um, I don't know, my mom was great and everything is fine. I mean, Hayden talks about, you know, she went to a bunch of different rehabs and every time she would go to a new rehab, she'd get a little bit better. She'd learn a little bit, and then she'd kind of backslide, and then go go to the next one, learn something else, relapse, and then she went to a place that, like as she says, ripped her open, and like unpacked all of her trauma, mm -hmm. and then built her back up again. And it was just like, um, can we pass? the the phone number to this rehab facility to to a few people in hollywood sounds yeah. like a great place yeah we'd love to know oh we love you hayden yeah best week ever for hayden and since we are in the topic of hayden patineer i ask all my guests what their favorite song is in the era of 2000 to 2010 and you said wake up call by hayden patineer I was listening listening to it before we got into um, our Zoom chat. And dude, a young Sebastian Stan. So fun. Uh, yeah. Where was uh -huh. that? Uh -huh. I, 2008, actually, I was living in New York, kind of homeless, um, super into like Xanax and like, Oh, I was, I was like that year 2008 is so like, I don't know where I was. So I can't believe I missed out on this. <laughs> Can you please explain well, where you, you were know, when you heard this song? You know, it's funny that you say that because I don't, I honestly like don't really remember um, being I don't remember anyone else knowing this song but me when when it came out and it was um I don't think it was popular at all and Sebastian was like not he was nobody then mm -hmm. um he wouldn't be famous for many years um and I also I also famously call myself a Sebastian stan um <laughs> because I love him he is my king um but yeah I remember this was just a song that I would play for friends and they'd be like, Dara, you're not playing us a Hayden song. Like, what are you talking about? And then I'd put it on and they'd, and like the party would just, I was in college and it would just, we'd be in like the common area drinking, I don't know, like Bartles and James or something. No, I didn't go to school in the eighties. It was more like, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, like a skinny girl margarita. Um, and everyone would lose their minds over it. Um, but just to, a little taste for everyone, it's about Hayden basically saying that like her man isn't giving her enough attention. So I guess I have to cheat on you to, <laughs> to make you um like start acting right it's not even like i'm not gonna like i'm just gonna make you jealous it's like i guess i'm gonna have to cheat <laughs> it's so plainly just like yeah i'm gonna cheat on you now yeah because you I'm don't buy me drinks and i'm also gonna put this black wig and look like a different girl and you realize that it's me when i take it off <laughs> at the end that was uh, yes crazy. It, it, it's <laughs> It's very um, low rent rumors. Like the vibe of the video is very similar. Like she's in a club. Sebastian is um, like like supposed to be the boyfriend. And it's just like a lot of close shots of her like dancing. And it it's very dark, very dirty. 
it's very of the era and I would really love to get it charting so Hayden knows that we support her. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the music video alone, I um I said that the makeup looks so 2000s and the fashion itself too, it's a full circle of what Gen Z is dressing up to, like makeup and all. Um, yeah, I really think we can definitely put this up on our link and everyone should give it thumbs up, put it up in the charts. Let's bring back Hayden to the studio and see if she can make up another single. Absolutely. Or just re-record this one. Yeah. Like it is, <laughs> it's unimpeachable. And it is also a situation where, you know, um, to this day, if it's my birthday, like God help all of my friends when it's my birthday and it's like Dar's in charge of of the auxiliary cord, as if we still have them, but I like to pretend we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Dar's in charge of the music. It is, yeah, your hips will start moving. They'll start grooving. And it may, listen, I think it's a very horny dance song. It is. <laughs> but also like lighthearted. It's lighthearted horny. It's like, ooh. It's like a Betty Boop, just like, ooh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's so easy to sing along to, too. You don't oh, need to yes. have, like, an Ariana Grande voice to, like, belt out her tune. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It is, you do not have to worry about that. And there is also, listen, I don't want to spoil it, but there is a teeny tiny little rap first that is really going to knock yeah. your socks off. <laughs> I can't wait for the listeners to hear that. <laughs> All right, Dar, thank you so much for joining me this week. Can you please let my listeners know where they can find you? Yes, of course. Um, so my podcast is Lay Do You Remember This? Um, Lay Do, like the club from the hills, L-E-S-D-E-U-X. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, um, on Instagram, Lay Do You Remember This, on TikTok. I'm getting on to the TikTok. Yes, uh, I can't wait. I feel like you would be so great at that. I will join TikTok just to see your stuff for sure. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just starting to get into it and, and the TikTok gods did reward me by, um, I did go viral a couple days ago. Um, not for any of my own content. I just like reposted um, a Nicole Richie video with like a filter on it from prequel and got a million views. And I was just like, wow, my serotonin, my dopamine is spiking hard and I will devote my life to TikTok. Is but yeah, the, you can find me. On, is it the find TikTok, me there. Is it the TikTok where she's like, even though I look, I feel horrible. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, I I screen grabbed your TikTok. That's amazing. <laughs> it, I literally, I, I was like, wow, I just, so this got me like 5,000 followers. Okay. I guess, I guess I have to keep feeding the beast. Yes, guys, go follow Dara right now on TikTok. That's amazing. Good for you, girl. Best really? week. <laughs> yeah. You know who's having the best week ever? Me. <laughs> Hayden Pattonier guys like I can't wait for you guys to check out the music video I will put it up in our description have you noticed last week up in our description I have links now amazing right thank you thank you thank you you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome um yeah so for next week I have a special guest joining in I will not reveal who it is 
until you guys join our Instagram. Please follow us on Best Week Ever Podcast. And in our stories, you'll find out. I like to um, shoot it out like a Wednesday, maybe late night Tuesday of who I will be having on as my guest. I like to shoot a nice little story and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Please follow us on Best Week Ever Podcast so you can find out who our guest is next week. Until then, I hope you guys enjoy our episode and we will see you next week for Best Week Ever. See you guys later. Oh, 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 oh,